You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Well, okay. if it's Mitzay Shabbos, this must be Risa Daraisa. I'm Avram Kivalevich, and I'm here with my good friend, Rabbi Kavriel Bechov. I think that if we tonight would talk about the depth and the pain that people are feeling through Corona, we would obviously just be perhaps adding more time. Uh, there are postgames that are way beyond us uh, that are dealing with many of the central issues of how to manage during this period, whether it has to do with you may pass off in front of us and other issues. We talked about the Kamoya scores last week. And there's other great Bali Musar that are going to be speaking about what the lessons are. Maybe we'll touch on that a little bit. But I thought that sort of in the spirit of Rifki Vager's letter to have not a lighter note, but at least to speak in a, in, in a note of positivity, a note of things that can be positive from what's occurring now and maybe imagining, and hopefully Rit Hashem, the mouth will be lifted a couple of weeks, months, whatever it is, but how the world will be changed for the better and how through this enforced seclusion that's so difficult in separating families, there's things that can happen that maybe we can see things actually getting better. Uh, things that weren't so good up until now. And just like a, a butterfly emerging from a cocoon, we can emerge from this cocoon with some great beauty and some ways to make the world out there even better than it had been. I know it sounds a little lofty. Um, Yasef, I, I mentioned to you uh, an idea, Arab Shabbos, that I saw in my erstwhile employer's Dirshu, who uh, published, have been publishing things about this, especially about Chasimus. And I think it, it struck a chord with you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your response to uh, the idea about Chasim is now. Well, I, actually, I actually saw this the first time on Facebook. A, a second cousin of mine who put up a post uh, about, uh, you know, now that that um, we see that you can have Chasim on a smaller scale, maybe we should have Chasim on a smaller scale permanently. And I actually thought, what's the downside? And uh, what, uh, interesting that a guy who makes his Parnassa as a musician wrote that no, for us, that would be a tra- basically for us to be a tragedy. So, uh, <laughs> because there's a whole industry, which is interesting because, you know, this whole, everything is interconnected. Uh, to, uh, who's go- if somebody uh, uh, get- gains, somebody else loses. I think it's still worthwhile. But then there's a whole, I spoke to my Chavrusa, and he said, he said, you know, why? People should just make chasnas based on their capacity, right? And that rich will make rich chasnas and the poor will make poor chasnas. In other words, what goes around comes around. You're right, your friend, uh, the musician, is not going to have as many jobs. But ultimately, the economy is going to be a lot better because he'll eventually, when he makes a chasna, won't have to make such a large win. Uh, Good. There's always going to be, but but clearly, we know for years, from many historical documents that have been preserved, that there was attempts to limit chasnas in, in Italy, in right. Europe. Sumptuary and, laws. And I don't think they ever made a difference between the um, the small people and the big people, right? They never said, well, it's on a sliding scale. 
Um, you know what? The letters, actually, they are preserved in one of Art Scroll's best books, which is that Binu Shnos Dor Vidor, that they got from uh, Rav Dessler's uh, and many, uh, the Esvon, you know what I'm talking about. If you yeah. look over there, I think in volume three or volume four, you'll see that there is the fish of a sliding scale and exactly what, but most of these are just interesting curiosities. They weren't really followed uh, in terms of how uh, how much should be served, how many people should be invited, how many courses. Now that people see that these weddings are possible, and by the way, we're not saying whether these weddings should even be happening, but at least these small weddings are an indicator. I think you agree that when we come out of Corona, the, these thirty thousand dollar, forty thousand, fifty—that's that's nothing, right? The average follow bus. These will be a thing of the past, and weddings will be small. That is that on your wish list for post-Corona? I think so. I think that's uh, something which is very important. That weddings will be smaller. Um, I also think what's, it's going to make a, a revolution in our an occupation of teaching. Um, you told me that there's certain people, who, certain organizations, which in their great rituals are not paying people now teaching online, wants <laughs> us to teach in person. But I think, you know, this is actually going to have an impact on, on Chinuch. For me, it's terrible because I never used to have to grade papers and now I have to grade papers every day, like a hundred papers because I have to make sure that they're learning. But I think actually, to be honest with you, they're learning more from a 15 minute video, which I made, than a 40 minute class because there's no discipline issues. Okay, so this is something that I actually touched on uh, in, in my on principle class with, uh, that I did with the Sussman Cats. I hope you listen to it. I hope the rest of you listen to it. And that is that now the rest of the world, I think we mentioned it a couple of times, is going to have to realize that this, this Mashinka is not Tomek. This Mashinka actually has greater potential for Chinuch. And, and that even though we're going to get back in the classroom physically, but teaching isn't going to be the box anymore that it used to be. The box of putting a bunch of kids in the class and, and, and forcing them like sardines into a, one specific way of, of thinking. The, whether it's, I'm not talking about the smart board. I'm talking about in a way where it isn't just the hours that you're teaching. It's, 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 it's being connected often and differently using this methodology that we have from computers. I think that, that is going to be a big bracha. So many kids who have fallen off the grid. There's so many kids I know in my role as Reish Pace Medrash in IDT, we get so many students who don't get it, who were ill-served, who had certain kishonos, but because what was, the way it was being taught was formulaic and, and based on a, a certain box, they never felt that they were good students and they never felt they were good Jews. I think that using, forcing so many machanachim and klal to use the computer is going to get them to be more in tune to the spirit and to the neshama of the kids. Would you echo, would you agree on that as well? Yeah, on the other hand, places like Lakewood, they're still trying to hold Stark against it. So it's going to be, uh, going to be a tussle. I, I want to tell you, I happen to, although I'm, I'm pretty much under quarantine, um, we held a seal the day after Purim. And one of the people who, uh, who sat right near me Turned out to have tested positive, and he should have a foolish lema. Um, I did have to go out this week uh, to Staten Island 
uh, to pick up some products from Castellet, which is one of the best institutions I know about. Um, again, if people are interested in giving money to an institution that helps Rabonin and does it with great covet, Castellet should be one of the first things you're thinking about. But when I went out there to pick up my uh, material, I saw that the yeshiva looked open. You know? And there are people still in yeshivas. There are people still out there. They're still, they're, it, to say that the yeshivas are completely empty, I, I, I don't know if that's true. What, what are you hearing out there? Uh, I, I don't know. I have, say, in Muncie, ahead. the shuls, obviously, which are still open, there are places which have received uh, notices, um, $2,000 fines. But I, I, I sit in my, I haven't left my uh, my block and I have not in, been under another roof other than my own in two weeks. So I don't know. So again, so I think, you know, we, we had our risk for the rice a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, saying how shocking this is. I think, you know, I don't want to add another exclamation point here, but I think part of it is, is not getting it. Um, and, 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 and again, I think realizing what, what, what are the possible changes that can occur. Um, we talked about Fasanas, we talked about Aitzis and Akino. I want to talk about maybe something else that I can think about. Oh, by the way, there's one other thing. I go ahead. Uh, you know, perhaps it's quite tiny, any masculine. I can't get used to staying on my job. It's not going to school. <laughs> so you're saying that uh, that's it's a positive. Nice. That's that's a negative, though, right? Yeah, it's a ne- I'm not, you know, it's possible that people are going to feel, oh, you know, driving home is a nice experience. So, well, you know what? I, I'm going to actually run with that for a minute. There's probably people what? who be, I'm going to run with that for a minute. And I don't know if we have enough of a, a listening audience for me to be putting the hair for it. But there's probably people, if you know about the Gones letter, that the Vilna Gones letter that he wrote on his way yeah, to Eric's Israel. And he yeah. speaks about don't bring the women to shul. And he talks about the negativity of, of what shuls are like, uh, the amount of people that are talking, the amount of bilbul, hadas. He says it's much better for the women to be staying home. It's much better for them uh, to have. I'm going to extend the Goyne's letter to, um, to, to what many people do in shul. <laughs> what many people do in shul is it's just a place to schmooze, a place to go for the kiddush, a place to basically hobnob. I think that maybe this experience of not having shul will either get them to stay out of shul because they weren't doing the right thing or to re-examine what their shul experience should be. So some of these people who have actually made shul worse <laughs> continue to stay home and get what they want from being home. Maybe we should applaud that as well because uh, obviously the Rabbani Shalom's kind on us, as you know from the Cheir, the Tesis Yontif and others, is much stronger. I mean, we've both been in shuls that you can hardly hear yourself think because of the amount of sikhah school that goes on during Davin. Uh, let's hope that the, that the coming out of Corona will put an end to that one way or another, <laughs> either by either by the stragglers staying at home and making their kiddush clubs at home, whatever it is they do at home, or by maybe changing themselves in terms of what's going to be in the future. Um, I, I want to uh, mention one other thing that I think uh, to dream of what could be different. I think that and again, I, 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 I don't know if you're, you're I know you do a hundred lot a day. I don't know exactly, but you know, I, 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 you know, I, I do, I, I've been teaching the Dapiomi every day. And did you, uh, and you're still doing the Dapiomi, correct? No, no. Okay. But, you know, great Iwi as you are, 
you definitely or you definitely remember the machlokes at the end of the first parak of Shabbos <coughs> between Rafun and Rechista, a very weird machlokes about how fire spreads properly, and does fire spread more properly if the fuel you have is bundled, or does it spread more properly if the fuel you had is separate? And they talk about using reeds, konim, and garinim. And Rafuna is of the opinion that if you, if you uh, bundle the reeds, if you bundle the garinim and put them in baskets, then you have a problem lighting it before Shabbos because you're not sure if it's going to spread properly and Rechoshif is going to be chote the dacholim. However, if you undo the bundles, if you undo it, then the fire will definitely spread. Whereas Rapista says, Adarava, it's like we used to argue and learn. No, it's the opposite. If you have them separate, then they become mitbadir. The, the pieces actually separate completely, and, and, and the fire doesn't just stay, it doesn't go from another place. If you put them in bundles, so then you have a chance for them, the ones that are in this group, to all become a flame, and then it can hit to the other one. Whereas if you keep them separate, then one thing is never going to spread to the other. Okay? So Kinalevich asks, what kind of machlekes in the tzis is this, right? Here we have the Gedele Ador, Rafun and Rafchist always arguing with each other, arguing about this thing, and it comes back so hard on him. So I think what we really have over here, and then you have Rafkandis, you know, you take a look over there yourself again, the first parrot. But I think what's going on here, and again, I think part of this is corona thinking. You know, everything you think, you and then I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But I think the question is like this. We're all in our own little groups now, in a way. Right? In a way, the people come to my shear online are the people that know me. I don't. I get a couple of people who drop in who I don't recognize. But most of us are coalescing within our family groups, our units. And yet, is, this, is, is the positivity that we're creating here, how are we going to get it to spread beyond? Sometimes the way uh, the way Chista looks at things, the way Huna uh, looks at things, is that you're just stuck within this room. Yeah, you're all you're all together here. But who says the fire? Who says the energy? Who says the ideas are going to go to the next? Yeah, you've got your ten or twenty people that you're connected to that are still keeping you going. The people you're still getting calls from, but it's not necessarily going to go further. Sometimes what you need to do, Rafuna says is to just, as an individual, allow the flame to go from you and just to the, to the next one. Building that group strongly around you, in a way, stops you from being a chain further engulfing everyone. That was the way Huna looked at things. Whereas Chista was more of a realist. And he said, you need to, to, you need to shore up your group. You need to shore up the unit that's around you. That 20 people, whatever it is. And when that is strong, you'll see a flame could go. An idea can go from one to the other. Because someone from there is connected to someone from some other WhatsApp group. And you'll see what you what you are strong here can actually go beyond. Anyway, I think that's a nice little Hezber in, in the mouth. Nice. And I think that's a good metaphor for what's happening. We're all in our little groups. And, and I reach out to you and other people that are part of our podcast family. But I think what we need to work on is actually breaking through beyond, whether it's the whether it's the whether it's the gore right wing. I hate using that term, or even as we've done before, reaching out to people who are on our left, 
and that are reaching people that are unassociated. Maybe being here, maybe being Mugdar, <laughs> like, uh, like, like Rafuna is possible. That by being Mugdar, by being alone, we actually are doing a better job in, in, in possibly creating the eighth that can be mispashed everywhere. Um, and, 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 okay. And we could question really, okay, you like that. Yeah. <laughs> Just one last thing in order to, to make the point. I, I think one of the things we can do, an Aitza, uh, you, you, you seem to have less angst about the situation than me, although you see I'm here with my friend here today. Um, you can see the angst that, I, I think the angst can be lessened, not so much by learning about what to do, Learning something else, learning the dafyomi, and then letting your imagination take hold of you. And you'll see that's a much calmer way for things to intrude with inside of you and give you the antidote for the pain. Yeah. So learn stuff. I'm not going to say you're going to forget about what's going on. There's no way you're going to forget about the hand washing and the fact that someone's coughing and someone passed away. Well, I'm going to let you know that my way of dealing, I'm preparing a share on the rabbinic response to the Spanish flu in 1918. Beautiful. I know we spoke about it last time. Yeah. And by oh. doing that, even though you're not talking about today, yeah. it allows you to deal with today better. Right. It's a big tomb of Balcameus. It took place in the English press in 1918. Whether the people should use Cameus or not. Yeah. Fascinating. So, I think these are good answers. We'll be yeah. in touch with you, uh, next week, Rabbi Yosef. Uh, this, is, this has been Rizka Daraisa. I miss, of course, as usual, with my good friend Rabbi Yisrael, hope maybe next week we'll be here on Arab Shabbos. Have a great Shabbos, Mitzvah Hashem, as we as we approach Yemei Agula, and Meherbi uh, Amenu. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.